The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Chase, thanks so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Beautiful, Pete. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, well, a lot of people have uh, got a lot out of our conversation so far, and it looks like we're going to set up uh, quite a few more in this realm of uh, taking people through uh, through an experience or a journey. And so I'm very grateful for this this time that we have together to be able to explore these things. And <sighs> one of the things that um, seems to be Sorry, Shakopas come and sit down with me. I'll just <laughs> there we go. One of the things, yeah, aren't they beautiful? Well, one of the things that um, keeps coming through lately is, again, I mean, we talked about solutions last time, but maybe solutions isn't the right answer or, or the right topic at the moment. It's more about perception and how to make sense of this current situation or is that a, a, an illusion anyway, trying to make sense of the reality in which we have manifested for ourselves. So, I mean, that's just come to me now, whether you want to address that or whether you want to take mm-hmm. us on a different part of, part of the journey, but um, I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend. Well, um, I suppose the things I love about these conversations with you, they could go anywhere without any um, pretense. Um, solutions, um, you know, 
it's one of the things that seems obvious for all of us that, you know, we need to find a solution to what we're experiencing. And for me, this is at a deeper part, this constant duality or fight that we have between the physical of, of what we see that we are and also then the energetic of what we don't see that we are but we we come to perceive so for me we, we, we live in a an environment that is very much dictated by a physical reality uh, for many of us we like to you know in our own way explore what is beyond that <laughs> but more often than not we've learnt through our own senses and being more so the five physical senses is we are very much <laughs> caught up in, in what we feel uh, rather than getting to a point of what we come to understand. So what I mean about that is the physical part of our own being is deter deteriorates over time. It, it has an end point. And for many of us, because we're indoctrinated, because we're influenced and because that's the rhythm that we become most dominated by, most of our intentions in life, as we've seen through previous generations, is about goals, is about outcomes, <clears throat> is about getting to a particular place. And for me, the very physical nature is whilst we're under that spell, we continue to keep seeking the solution. There's a, on the other side of that, there's the energetic. The energetic doesn't have an end point. There is no end to it. It can't be created or destroyed. But whilst we're influenced by the physical, we continue to seek that endpoint. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is take something that's so significant and bring it down to one representation, one solution that's going to allow us to let go of all the things that we don't understand and we can't see within ourselves. And I would say on the opposite side of that, the energetic. For some of us, we go into that in a, in a fleeting and an occasional way. But the energetic only has a starting point. And to me, this goes to the concept of being infinite in our own life. Until we can agree on a starting point, it's impossible to have progress. It's impossible to have what we're, you know, some people are experiencing now, life being movement. It's impossible to have movements. We, we restrict ourselves and our movement in so many ways. And at this point where some of us are allowing our movement to be restricted by the things that we see outside of ourselves. Now, for me, and, and we've both had an experience with this in a, in a um, political space and, and what many people believe is a solution moving forward, is in ignorance of the toxicity and chaos that has been created, we're looking to get to some place where it's all going to be okay. But for many people with great intentions, until we can agree on a starting point, it's near on impossible for that progress to be maintained. So this focus upon an end point, this focus upon a solution, is in denial of the problem or denial of understanding the problem. I would suggest that when we're in a, when we allow ourselves to become more aligned with the energetic, everything is possible. But the difficulty that we we have to overcome and we have to release and let go of is all the things that we see, everything that we know, everything that's made us comfortable, 
the knowledge that we've taken on from other experts in their discoveries of our own way that we live. And for me, this is, this is highlighted through common and, and organised learning. I would suggest to you that if, if we were to take some time and space and to really understand the physical workings of our own being, we would stop interrupting it as we continue to do. We would stop wondering and needing to know what viruses do, how our body ecology works. All of these things are a magnificence that already exists, but we spend so much of our life trying to interrupt them rather than just allow them to be. And I would suggest if science never existed, if medicine never existed, if healers never existed, as an individual, we would stop interrupting and stop perceiving that things are there to oppose me, that things are there to get me, that things are there to interrupt me, because as we intend to interrupt what's already perfect, we continue to do the same to ourselves. We continue to seek what it is or assume that there's a problem. But for me, the starting point for everything is to come from a place where everything exists to support me. But a part of that is also accepting and starting from a place of absolute ignorance. Now, when we start from ignorance, we only have a question. We're not assuming and projecting onto that particular moment as to what it is. So when we allow ourselves to come from ignorance, we can only learn from that place. And to suggest that there's some endpoint, that there's some defined level of knowledge or expertise or hierarchy of where I'm going to get to, to me, that's the very limitation of actually coming to a place where the solution actually presents by the environment we create, not by what we do. So there's, there's, um, there's so much, I believe, that we're trying to interrupt what's going on and, and it's terrible what's happening in the world around us. But if we were present through the rest of our life or the previous generations, we would see that this is no different to any particular cycle that's been going on for some time that we continue to keep revolving around. So within all of that, I think one of the greatest challenges for all of us is to accept our authority, to accept our significance, rather than looking to compare ourselves to others at a physical level. To me, it's um, we, we don't sit here and... Well, I mean, I don't, obviously, because it doesn't work for me, but I don't sit here and think about how my hair's going to grow. I don't sit here and think about my skin shedding. I don't think about my blood pumping. These are things that already are a part of a rhythm that is being organized. And it's that particular example that we can take from our own physical to be able to let that just be and then find the courage to create beyond that rather than going looking for problems. Because <clears throat> if we are experiencing a sinister experience or a sinister presence around us in some way that we want to oppose, the only reason that we oppose it is because we cannot see the other side. Now, when we're in a physical state, when we allow, to be, allow ourselves to be dominated by that, we are not accepting the whole of what we are. And what I would suggest is that when we allow the energetic and to be, to be understood and the physical to be understood, 
and we allow it to do and be as it is, accept it as it is, we allow that integration to happen. And when we're integrated, we're in a state where beliefs don't exist. In a state of integration, we only have self-belief. Where we don't have self-belief, when we're in a disintegrated state, we have beliefs. Now, beliefs are the things that we know that tell us that this is right, this is wrong, this is my limitation, this is my exception. When we're in a state of integration where we just allow things to be as they are, the solution's already there, but we stop opposing it. And when we're in that, let's say, that disintegrated state, the space between the energetic and the physical creates an environment for other information for external information, which has been called the mind. And the mind is a collection of all knowledge, all information, everything that has been, that that has become all of us in every particular way. And a lot of us find comfort in that because that's what they said was true. Listen to the way they speak. They're confident. They've got a degree. They have a certificate. They know what they're talking about. Now, in that place of the mind, when we're aware that we're there, We can learn from it, but it's as long as we're present to that. When we're not present to the fact that we're disintegrated because we misunderstand ourselves, we are in that place where everything is there to oppose me. And for a lot of us, it's pain that has driven us forward. It is discord, chaos, challenges, heartache that causes us to take action. And for many of us, the greatest problem in that is We dig this hole of putting ourselves in our own subjective pain and then we climb out of that hole and we celebrate it as if we've progressed without seeing the very influence that we're having on ourselves to put ourselves in that hole. And the problem is when we do that and we get a win and we are great, everyone could observe in their own right that when they do that, 99% of the time, they then go into a state of inertia. And that state of inertia is because all they were doing is from that disintegrated state, from that pain they've created to get back to just feeling a little bit of peace and comfort of celebrating and moving forward. But the real thing is, how do I break out of that cycle and how do I start taking action in my life and expressing myself from a place where everything's perfect, where everything is great and coming from that concept that everything exists to support me. But the caveat on that, is I just don't understand at this point how. Rather than opposing and going, well, isn't that that bad? Isn't that wrong? Well, where do we choose to leave our conversations? Who are we involving in our conversations? What, What space, as a further question, do we give to ourselves to converse with our own self? I mean, it's it's every relationship we can all look at in our own life. Our relationships are just an ongoing conversation. The, the enrichment of a, a relationship that we have with our partner or with our children is based upon the quality of the conversation that we have. Our expression and, and our ability to go into those darkened places, and, and not so much, I'm not talking bad places, I'm talking places that we've held ourselves back from stepping into. And to me, this goes to the core of it, is when, when I mean that, in working with people, that the thing that I've seen that is most evident, whether they are at the top of their game in the world or whether they're just working out how to manage their own household, 
it's their significance and the value of what they have to share that is most difficult to move beyond. I see people at a, at a top level that are getting into, you know, the peak of their performance in the world, that once they get there, they don't know what to do. They're defined by something outside of them. Once I've got to number one, where do I go from here? What am I? What have I been moving towards? So, you know, in, in a lot of all of this, it's, uh, I would say the things that restrict us most in all of this is what we hold onto. And our inability to be able to let go of the things that are valuable or were once valuable in our life is what restricts us. And it's not by mistake that the word mind, which many of us get caught up in, is just an extension of the word to hold on, an inability to let go. To be able to receive is all about the letting go. Many of us are trying to receive, trying to acquire and trying to take things on whilst we're continuing to hold on to what we previously possessed or has been possessing us. So this particular practice, what I would say, of releasing and letting go. Now, when I say releasing, I don't mean dismissing from our life. I mean allowing ourselves to change that conversation, allowing ourselves to change that relationship, because as we grow and change in every moment, the people around us do as well. But if we continue to keep seeing them as they were, well, when in that relationship, we go back to where we were at that point and we feel frustrated by that person's lack of growth because we still see them as they are, not realizing we're the one that's perceiving them, not them. And that's, um, I think <clears throat> our greatest inadequacy is demonstrated in, in one of our biggest confusions is that we want to be compassionate to people, that we want to fix things for others, whether that's as a parent to our children and when we see them you know, I think every parent goes through it some time that their child comes home and they're being bullied. And there's that sometimes that fire that comes up and goes, oh, I'm going to go get that kid. You know, how dare you touch my child? And, you know, that's obviously a futile, so futile circus that can be created. But to be able to step back and recognize if I am stepping in to help someone else, especially if they have not requested it from me, not being clear and clarified on what it is that they're, they're wanting, requiring in their own life. My intention to step in and help someone is based upon the belief that they're inadequate, that they can't do that for themselves and that, that their way of doing it will be wrong and I've got to share what I know to make sure that you do it right so that you don't go through pain. But ultimately, our, our level of our inadequacy is demonstrated by how much we believe we need to help other people out because we don't believe that they have the capacity to do that for themselves. That's maybe a starting point. And that, that to me, I would say in every, every um, part of life is presence to the starting point. Where am I beginning from? Well, let's just take this. Uh, I mean, that's a lot to digest and to, to, to understand. And I'm going to have to listen to that over <laughs> probably a few times. But let's just put this into context, if you don't mind, because I have probably the belief that the people that listen to these conversations that we share through this te technological uh, gift called um, the internet and who is watching this may have friends and family that 
are choosing to go along with what we might call the the mainstream narrative or the 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 spell that comes out of the televisions, mainstream news, for instance, or the radio, talkback radio. And I've had the um, good fortune to spend time with my mum over the the last 48 years, just turned 48. And um, Nick and I were talking about this yesterday because I remember <laughs> we were listening. Sorry to be really trivial here, but our little dog, Shakova, this morning was walking across the floor and I said, I wonder if you never knew what that noise was, what you think it came from, because it's such a strange noise, her little paws going across the uh, the vinyl floor. And I said to Nick, I said, I remember as a kid, I used to uh, call into the secret sound on the on the radio programs where they have this weird little noise and you call in. She goes, did you ever get through? I said, no, nah, I don't think I ever did. But what it what it reminded me of was I was brought up in a, in a household with my mum, just the two of us pretty much, and she listened to the radio, commercial radio, commercial television. And recently I've been, over the last year and a half since the pandemic, I've been spending time with my mum. I, I live with her when I travel to Sydney, and she still listens to a version of mainstream news, Sky News. And But one thing she still listens to is commercial radio in the daytime. And for me, it's such a foreign thing because I haven't listened to commercial radio since I left home 30 years ago, 31 years ago. But when I'm in that that uh, environment where I can hear it, it fucking triggers me. It, it triggers me for so many reasons where I have to, I have to turn it off. I said, mum, do you mind if we turn this down or turn it off because it's, it's, it's it's invading my mind. <laughs> it's it's and sorry, I'm I'm taking this out for a, for a long version. And but it's interesting because she doesn't really believe in what she's hearing from the radio anyway. But she continues to listen to it. And I just want to put this into context. Everything that you've just said for for the listeners and the viewers that will have friends, family, even themselves that may even doubt the messages coming through or believing in the messages coming through. And I'll just talk about the last year and a half. We use the pandemic as an, as a, as an example, because it's, it's so overwhelming for a lot of people at the moment. How, how do you, how do you, I mean, you talked about that it's perfect and it's serving us. Yeah. Sorry if I butchered your words, but how do, how do people come into a place where, even if it's their children, and, and I'll just clarify this because many people that have been outspoken over the last year and a half and previously against the medical establishment, like we're talking the truth warriors, what they would label themselves, big name people. They've confided in me and others that even their children have chosen to take the vaccine, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds. And these people have been on the front lines for the last 20, 30 years, sort of dedicating their whole career to educating the masses about how dangerous some pharmaceuticals can be or some vaccines can be. Yet their own children have chosen to take that experiment. 
and I'm sure this applies to a lot of people that are listening and, and viewing this. So how do people accept that, that it's completely perfect for mm. not only them, but also for the person that's gone and done, taken an experiment, for instance? I can, that's such a, um, yeah, it's such an important point. Um, first of all, well, welcome to 48. It's um, just about to exit it, but it's, um, it's a great place always. But um, like what you're saying about the radio, I think I had the experience years ago, like my, um, it's about eight or nine years ago, my mum came to stay with me and they wanted to put the news on. And at that time, um, well, we, we didn't have a TV aerial. Or I had one, a cord for a TV aerial and it was for something that I enjoyed as a kid was the AFL. So I'd watch, that was about, it got plugged in once a week to watch my team and that would be about my my zoning out. <clears throat> and um, But when I hear like commercial radio, if I hop into a car and commercial radio is on, or I hear the news, it's exactly the same as what you're talking about that's happening, what, what I perceive in this perfection with these children of these truth warriors that are going out and having the experiment. When we, when we become dominated by one thing, like, so for me, I, I was, as we were, as a kid, we, the news was on and it was, you know, it's just a part of life. And uh, you get at ease with it. But then you get to a point, once you're at ease with something in, in your life, you're allowed to then ask questions and go beyond it. So you accept the, the uh, let's say, the presence of it in your own life. You might not have to agree with it, but accepting it for what it is. Because we can, with the news, go into a scenario where it's corrupt, it's terrible, it's this. Now, they, they, these judgments, and the only, the only issue with any judgment is that we hold on to it. I mean, there's these great concepts of, you know, orators around the world that, you know, you should never judge anyone. Judgment is sin. And, and these types of separations of the truth are missing the simplicity that everything that we restrict the movement and the expression of is what becomes toxic. So when we are opposing the news and its expression, it becomes toxic to us. But we can move beyond that by accepting that there is a role that the news plays. And for certain people, they may be going through their own support and, and for them in their own choices is that they don't want to live in a particular way that we might perceive to be right. So eventually, for me, I've been so filled with that particular frequency of what the news and commercial radio and everything else puts out at a, in its own way that I've had enough of it. I, I don't deny it. I, I don't. Um, push away. I just—it's just not something that is there. I've come to understand it in my own my own way. Now, on the other side, with these truth warriors and their kids going and doing it, when 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 anyone gets told, whenever anyone gets influenced by a particular way of living, an indoctrination of this is what we are, son. You're going to become a lawyer like me, and and like your grandfather and your grandfather before. This is this is what life is about. This is how it will be for you. Now, I'm not saying that every single person that has a 
you know, an ideal of the way that life should be from this point of truth, that their children are all going to get, going to get vaccinated. But whenever we deny an expression within our own self, we'll have an uprising. And for me, this was, you know, humbled to me recently. I took my, I had my son in a, in a Montessori type school because I, that's, you know, it, it fit with my ideals and what we wanted to create until I realized that the very badge that I was attempting to wear and it became very obvious to me in my, my own awareness, but it took a while to accept it because I wanted to fight against it. I want to go in the mainstream. But it became very clear that my son was to go to a local mainstream school. And he started, you know, it was difficult um, for, for us to take on because, no, this is the way that we live. One thing I've learned that in him going into the mainstream has created a significant balance because the way in which we live, the way we communicate, the way we operate in a home space allows him to go into a place of opposition and have a contrast without being fearful of it, without ignoring and avoiding it. And it's very much like the physical and the energetic is all the things that we don't understand, we continue to avoid. Because when we have understanding in our life, that's what creates action. So a knowing, let's just say where we get knowledge and, and the, the movement of knowledge through us promotes conversations. And I would suggest that most of what we speak of in our own life are the things that we don't understand. So when we, when we get to a point where we understand something, we then have the how-to and then we can move forward. And the greatest challenge in our own life is then to be able to be free to do that our way without being concerned of how it's going to impact or affect anyone else. Now, I, when someone is so dogged and determined on what is right, that opposite expression has to be created. And that becomes a part of bringing everything back into a place of integration, of where all of those things exist as they're accepted. So... I would suggest the more that someone is continues to keep pushing and fighting, and like you say, there's a lot of truth warriors out there, but the thing is, when they don't understand what they're... I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast podcast.